What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and welcome to another episode of the Fatherhoods Podcast. Sound oh, come on, man. I, want, I wanted you to go harder. This, this, this is the same energy you're giving me, son. Nah, I was, I was <laughs> going in right now. <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to start the episode with bad news that actually ended up okay at the end of the day. Um, so... I sent you guys on the group chat earlier an article about a young lady in the Bronx. She's 16 years old. This happened last night, so um, that was the 16th of December for those that give a shit about dates. And um, so it was a young lady. Her name was Carol Sanchez, or is, I should say, Carol Sanchez. She was kidnapped while walking down the street in the Bronx with her mom. So she's walking down the street. It was dark. How old again? She's 16. 16. Yeah. So she's walking down the street with her mother, and some dudes jump out of a car, uh, van, knock her mom down, and snatch her up and throw her in the van. Wow. Speed away. This was, again, last night, right? So this morning, I, we, everybody's getting an Amber Alert out here. And it's like, Bronx, New York, check your local news, whatever. So it turns out that that happened, yada, yada. So throughout the day, social media, all this stuff is going crazy about trying to find this girl. And then I'd say somewhere around like 2 o'clock this afternoon, news breaks that they found her and that she's safe. So we still have no idea. I thought by now, by the time we talked, um, there would be more news, more information. But there was a video that came out showing her getting into a car. She was like bawling with her family news trying to get some information but they were not really trying to talk they were just happy that their daughter's back and you know kept them moving so bad news turned good but at the same time and after i hear that i hear all these stories in in the office i was at like people you know kids being snatched all sorts of shit happening around the city like some girl was telling me there's like a some some gotcha somewhere where they put something on a windshield and I guess it's targeting women. So they put some notice on the windshield. And if you grab it, you might get snatched. I don't know. You know how these things kind of. Yeah, those are like urban myth type right, things. Right. You know how these things kind of go. But, but it, it, you know, obviously for our purposes, like the fact that that's happening. And when you think about it in your own right, like how you would feel and all that stuff. So I, I thought I'd bring it to the fatherhoods and maybe we can discuss it a little bit. And that it's a 16-year-old kid. It's not like it's a toddler. Right. That's the crazy part. Right, right. Um, right. No, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say. So, I mean. <laughs> the, no, the, you, I, I have this conversation with my girl all the time. Like, I'm 
paranoid of this to the point where I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want no fucking weirdo like getting any crazy what I'm saying or how I'm looking at it. But I'm always telling my girl, like, we got to be really, really, like, careful. And, and like, I'm the type of dude that'll be, like, if I got to, like, grab something in the supermarket and I'm with my daughter, like, I'm stay, like, holding her. Like, mm-hmm. like that's how paranoid I am. Mm-hmm. Looking away, holding her and holding and just making sure I got a good grip. I'd rather hold her tight that it might even be borderline hurting her mm-hmm. because if someone snags her. Did you did you guys ever see that video of, of something in the Atlanta airport? No. Nah. No. Nah. There was a, a a a family. I think it was just, I think it was it was just the mother. She had like, no, it was the mother, the the father, I believe, and uh, a kid in a in a in a stroller and another kid walking, a little kid, and a person came straight up and snagged the the kid in the stroller. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a mom, right? Another um, or it was a yeah, woman. like some took, lady that yeah. was like insane or something. Yeah, she yeah. Straight up and like they like started wrestling with her. Even the father came in. And yo, but like straight up, try to snap. So I'm telling my girl, like anything is possible. Yeah. You, we take our eyes for a second off of our daughter. Any, I'd rather be paranoid and like just overprotective yeah. than allowing any this this anything is possible moment to happen. And that's we, my worry. Well, you'll be having this, these conversations with your daughter when she's a little older. But Manny, have you had those kind of conversations with your kids just in terms of? how to protect themselves or go off if someone, you know, tries to get at them or anything like that. I know I've, I've had it with my son. Like, you know, you I, got just trying to not to get him scared, but it just laying it out. Like, look, there's crazy people out there, you know, they'll try to do different things. If anyone should ever try to snatch you or grab you, go nuts, you know, yell, scream, kick, bite, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, this have kind of have that? yeah it it hasn't been something that i've done a lot um and and the extent to, to which i've done it really has been more so to my oldest so to my my 12 almost 13 year old daughter yeah but it hasn't really been like if if ever you you know it's been real random scenarios but it's more been about like fights versus being snatched or you know shit like that so i'll just run up on her and like put my arm around her neck like yeah right, now what you gonna do like test her that way to see what her reaction would be obviously not choking her but like enough where yeah, she has say, to that's not child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode of fatherhood <laughs> right. man goes to jail <laughs> nah um but never like i've never had i think this is actually a good opportunity now that you know um, this unfortunate uh, event occurred to br- kind of bring it into perspective for her and the other kids, but really her, because she's more out there, um, you know, more independent, middle school and all that good stuff. Uh, I think it'd be a good lesson for her, but nah, it's never been something I've honestly, I can say I've really taken too seriously. Hmm. But things will change now. Man, my, uh, my, my heart drops every time those Amber alerts pop up on the phone. I'm like, God, damn. Dude. Everything. My heart drops for everything now. It's like you're super sensitive to all those things. And and I saw like I actually saw people uh within the hip hop community kind of writing stuff um in regards to like the community making sure that like I don't know who it was. I think it might have been someone posted a meme, maybe Sadat X. Something about like 
you know, if you, you know, you could beef with dudes in the street, but if you see someone snatch up a girl, you better, you know, step up the same way. Um, and you know, like what could, like, what could people do if they see something like that happening? You know, what would you do? Like what, any y'all to, if you I saw mean, somebody else's kid getting grabbed up, like what, what would you do? I had an Amber alert ish moment last year and it, I don't know if it was, I don't, it wasn't like a kid. It was about three in the morning. I woke up and all of a sudden I heard some girl yelling out in the street, stop, get off of me. You know, like, like Shit. that, that kind of thing. I'm like, what the hell? And I, and I went out and opened the door and there was this big, big suburban and there's this I couldn't really see too well, but there was a girl, I mean, it might've been in her twenties or something. She's screaming and yelling. There's this dude trying to like put her in the, the van, in the put her in the, suburban. Put her, yeah, put her in the suburban. And I didn't know, like, I'd never seen them before. I didn't know what, you know, if they're having right. a fight or whatever, but it didn't feel right. And, um, so I started running out and I, uh, and then I started yelling like, Hey, 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 what's going on? <laughs> you know that. And you're he, that guy. He put, hey, Hey, what's going on there? <laughs> Kate so put, puts a bass in his voice. Hey, you pesky kids. <laughs> so I start, I start running out and I'm yelling at the dude and he slams the door with it. Got the girl in the, in the car and then jumps in he jumps in the car and he speeds off and i ran into the middle of the street and he speeds off i couldn't see the license plate or anything like that um but it felt it felt super ill i was like oh shit something is not this is not like uh like you know normal boyfriend and girlfriends you didn't call the popo after that i did yeah i did i went uh, yeah yeah he's like i ain't snitch i ain't a snitch (laughs) Now, for sure, I went in and I was, uh, you know, I said, "Look, he's like, oh no, I snitched. <laughs> I'm a civilian. I can snitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, that's that's not snitching, man. You need to report those things. Yeah, no, I went in and called and was like, "Look, I didn't. This is the car. This is what happened. I didn't get it. They took off too quick to get the license plate, but they're speeding around here somewhere right now. So." Um, but yeah, I felt ill as shit after that. I was like, "Damn, man! Uh, I hope they actually knew each other and it wasn't some crazy, shit. some kind of kidnapping." But it definitely, it sure sounded and felt like it. Fuck. See, that's what sucks about and it. Like, happened and it happened so quick. I mean, right. you know what I mean? Like you, you think like, "Oh, you can just go there and save the day," and but you know, it's like I get out of the house and then I see it going on and I'm like, "Oh shit, I got to do something." I start running out and yelling, and before you know it, gone. You know, for me, I, I've I've never had the situation where a kid is being abused or snatched or anything that you know I feel like is fucked up as it relates to kids happen around me. But I have been a part of situations where adults have gotten into it where I thought the situation was abusive. Meaning, you got a, a relatively younger guy going up against an right. older person, and I have personally jumped in to stop the shit. Um, so, and that, I just jump into action. Like, it's not something that I really think through. So I guess if I were to come across something like that, I'm pretty confident that my ass is jumping in and trying to, trying to defuse the situation. But after each event, so I've done that twice now. I did it once on the, on the bus here in New York and the other time in a restaurant. Um, and it was both scenarios. It was an older guy versus a younger guy. And the younger guy was taking advantage of the older person, you know, fighting or what have you. And, and after each event, I'm like, yo, I could have just died. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if a knife could have come out or somebody else would have came with a gun. You, you never know what the circumstances are. I just threw myself in it because I saw in my tunnel vision moment abuse, you know, some sort yeah. of shit that wasn't right. Um, so I always like in your scenario, right? Like even that one, I think is a little even more risky, even though you did, I, I would have done the same. The guys in an SUV, you may not have really been able to see very well what was going on in the SUV. So somebody could have pulled out, fucking, oh yeah, done some crazy been shit. The Mexican mafia grabbing someone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy kind of mentally unstable homeless dudes roaming around my well, area I as well. They're in the SUV though. Well, no, there was another. <laughs> it's, it's reminding me. You know, of there's some scenario. rich homeless people. Right? <laughs> it's now that you're talking about, you know, do you jump in or do you not jump in? I I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I was walking, and. There was a a, a a mom and her, her two kids, two young kids. She was trying to cross the street, and there was this crazy dude who was screaming at, like, you know, just screaming, cursing at, at the whole family. And, you know, and they were – they didn't know what – you know, they were scared to cross the street and all that shit. And um, that triggered me, and I ran up on him and, you know, started yelling at him. And we had a – you know, I had a standoff with the crazy dude, and then finally – he backed down and walked away and then the you know the family was able to go but it's like you just never know what you're gonna I'm, run I'm, into i'm gonna have to call fake news on that one i can't see you running up on somebody screaming at them i need i need to get the I confirmation could. from I your wife <laughs> nah, I oh yeah she you. was there she was there <laughs> I, 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 i'm gonna tell you i take a different stance than both you guys i unless it's like outright a little like a child or or, or someone young enough that seems like they're getting abused or, or taken advantage or kidnapped, I probably wouldn't jump into it because I just feel like you just never know the backstory to anything, especially if it's adults. And you might jump in thinking you're, like, trying to help somebody out when they might have been the person that was starting the situation. Oh, yeah. They might have done something crazy to that other person and yeah. they're actually in the right. And so I'm, my whole thing is, like, mind your own fucking business yeah. because that's when you get into yourself into some bullshit. And, you know, unless it's like, obviously there's, like I said, if it's, if I see kids in some situation or some outright bullying where it's like, you see some like nerdy person or something. I mean, even then the nerdy person might be the psychopath that fucking, you know, Columbine on somebody, you know, and maybe yeah. they caught him, you know? Yeah. I agree with you on that. I, like the, the whole crazy dude that that's a step in because of the kids. No, I mean, no, no. The uh, crazy, yeah. dude, you see that guy's being crazy. That's, that's a little different, you know? And then the other one felt it, it felt like a kidnapping. Like that was like my gut was like, oh shit, something. Nah, <laughs> something's not right here. Was, but but then again, like he said, that is that's kind that of dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it because is. It is. At the end of the day, man, what can you really do? Right. Like that's the thing. We can, you know, we as men, we want to pretend that. And I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm just saying we're we on some macho. Like we're gonna we yeah. can help. And really, all you could really do is call the cops. Yeah. Saying unless you have neighbors that are like rallying around with you, but you jump in the middle of the street at the middle of the night, you don't know how many people are in that SUV. What happens if they turn around, and say bomb, shoot you, and take off with the girl, and now your family's without dad? Yeah, yeah. like that might yeah, be true. a little too, too deep, but I'm just like, it's not worth it. I mean, I know I feel bad for the people involved, and if something's bad, but what can you really do but hurt yourself? Yeah, no, you're right. That's the, it's exactly my point. It's like, that's not smart shit on my part. But at the same time, it's like, you know, and I think ki the kid thing just 
elevates everything. So like my my not so common bright sense in those situations, I probably go do some off the wall shit that could endanger me even further to try to intervene and help, you know, in that situation. Sure. But yeah, bro. So yeah, definitely have to I mean, we've talked about this before just in terms of the, now that you have kids and you have family and all that stuff, it, you have a lot more to lose by just making quick decisions that, you know, that might seem like a good thing at the beginning of it. But like you say, you don't even know what the hell the a fight is about or, you know, any of that kind of shit. So you never know. So changing topics, E, your daughter is approach. No, not approaching two. She's like, one and a half ish, right? Nineteen months. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's going on in her world? So, and I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this to see how you approached it. Um, we're trying to get her into the whole thing. Not we've been trying, so it's not like we're just starting now because that would be late in the game. To to brush her teeth and you know address, you know, dental health and 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 oral health. And so it's just, you know, it's difficult. It, it's difficult. She doesn't want to brush her teeth. You know, it's, we want her to like, and we're trying different things. We bought a new toothbrush that like, you know, it, 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 whatever, it vibrates and stuff. This sounds terrible. But, um, <laughs> you know, all, all of this to try to get her to brush her teeth thoroughly. But we noticed that she doesn't, you know, do it everywhere. And even when we try to do it for her, she doesn't want to do it. And we're physically seeing like, you know, like we feel like, Maybe we're overreacting, but we feel like we might see like a little tartar in, in her front teeth that she's not being able to get to. So what did you guys do to to address that type of stuff when your kids were young? Uh, we pretty much stayed on him to brush his teeth and we still stay as a on toddler. Him. Yeah, I mean, we did we did it for him. Like we taught him how to brush his teeth and and did a lot of brushing for him at the beginning. So and he then, never like slapped your hand or moved his mouth and not let you. She'll close her mouth on on the on the damn toothbrush. Nah, he was pretty he was pretty cool Man, about it. You guys be acting like your kids did everything perfect, bro. Nah, hell fucking no. <laughs> nah, I mean he was he was pretty cool about it. Um, I think I think what 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 got him is when we finally took him to the dentist, and I think we were a little bit late in the game, and and at least talking to other people about when right. they. I think he went to his first dental visit like when he was four or something like that, uh, and maybe that's late. I don't know. I'm trying um, to go. It's, it, I heard two two is the right age to, yeah. to start going, and I'm but gonna try it, to to make sure that she's good. Yeah, I don't know if it, yeah maybe it was four something like that, and um, you know he was able to communicate with the with the dentist, and the dentist was telling him all this stuff. I think what what helped him out was like they give you the store, you know they look. They do the exam and then he got a scorecard of like, okay, you're doing, you know, you're three out of five, you know, you can improve upon this, that kind of stuff. Here's what you need to do better. And then I think that like, um, that intrigued him a little bit and like, oh, okay, let me try to get to that five or let me try to get to that four, whatever the number was. You right. know? I, I can see that at four, but we're not even at two. Yeah. So the understanding and the communication isn't there yet. Yeah. I think I, I seem to remember we probably brushed his teeth for him for a good chunk of years to make sure that we were getting everything right. Yeah, we try, but she fights it, man. Like, like we, we, we do our best and we do it. And then she does some of it too. Like she'll basically yeah. just chew, 
chew on the toothbrush. And supposedly that's why the vibrating toothbrush is good because it'll kind of do the work while they're chewing on it. Mm. I mean, my argument was always, well, they're going to fall out anyway. There's just the temporary <laughs> so I mean, my wife was like, that's what, I, that's what I'm hoping. The, the other thing having to do with teeth that we kind of, it took us a little, I feel like we were a little late in the game, even though I didn't think we were, was that um, her front teeth were starting to come up because of uh, the, what you call it? El tete. Oh, yeah. yeah. The pacifier. What do you call that name? The pacifier. Um, and when we took her to, yo, I don't know why I always want to say, when we took her to the vet. We took oh, her the, shit. <laughs> we took her to the pediatrician. Guess who's sleeping um, on the couch after this episode? <laughs> when we took her to the pediatrician last time, he was like, uh, you know, he noticed it. And he's like, you guys, you know, she's still with the pacifier. And we're like, well, we're trying to take it. He's like, you better now. take Take it away now. Have those couple of really rough nights without it, yeah. and it'll be done. He was like adamant about it. Yeah, and he was so adamant. We we're like, it's done. It's just, that's it. No more. <laughs> and we took it away, and 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 it's been pretty easy so far in terms of her not going crazy over it anymore. For for I mean, us, you can see she picks up other little habits to like make up for it, huh? We we used to have like a, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but it's like a little nub that you put over your index finger to brush mm-hmm. your teeth we have all of that you, you got everything and she that, doesn't she'll bite the shit out of your yo my my daughter has damn. a crazy bite yeah like a lockjaw type shit like lockjaw yeah. like like you go ah like you will be screaming for your life we used to fo- i mean when we couldn't get to the all the teeth we would focus on the tongue um just because the hot ass breath really most of that shit is right there on the tongue so we tried to do that but i can't say that we ever experienced a lot of like the you're worried about how to how to breath yeah i mean for the same <laughs> reason right harder teeth nah i don't care about that so much because they're gonna lose them i mean we try to get it when we can your but gums, are your gums you're not gonna lose your gums yeah and then gums, you can gum these they're durable Come on, guys. it's yeah. actually the back teeth because there there is the, the there is the some of the molars that don't don't switch out right well she i think when she's like brushing on her own and kind of biting it she's usually getting those back molars yeah. pretty good i don't know they how i about, think we need to create something for that maybe how about floss. how about flossing you guys taught your kids how to floss my toddler's not gonna floss we can't get the teeth brushed the flossing's not happening flossing came into the picture let's see my son is six i'd say around first grade is when we tried to emphasize flossing yeah, see, I was I I did not get hip to the whole flossing game until later in life. I'm like, damn, I, ditto. This is what I this is what I needed in life. <laughs> it was fucking ditto. flossing. No, I same here. I, I was late to the flossing game, and it never changed got, my life. Never got taught about <laughs> the importance. It changed of my life, brother. I can't go a, you know a day or yeah. or a brush without flossing. Yo, real talk. It's even I, more I, important than the than the brushing is the flossing. Yeah. It, it is. Actually, you floss, and brushing is just to make sure it, the yeah. residue that you floss is out of there. When, <laughs> yeah, my wife was like, you don't floss? <laughs> I never even knew how to floss. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i not ashamed of very much, but the fact that I didn't learn truly how to floss until I was a fuck after college, like old Pretty fucking guy. Grown adult. No, we're disgusting-ass motherfuckers on this podcast. <laughs> Yo, dogs. That Yo, means we had fuck chunks of salmon and fucking <laughs> nah i would like when you feel the shit jerky all up in the teeth. when you feel that you got a chunk of meat or whatever then you sure. probably go get a toothpick hey, or whatever toothpick. 
But the flossing really gets it done. We never got it really done. That's the problem. Yeah, right. for for all you motherfuckers walking the streets with halitosis, it's the fact that you don't floss, bro. Like, take care of that shit, please. Got all that rotten food in between your teeth. And get cleaning, regular <laughs> cleanings. I go every four months and get a, a cleaning. Damn, you go three times a year? Yeah. Wow. I mean, addicted to it. Well, I mean, they tell me I need to go. <laughs> but That's good. I mean, they might have bamboozled me for the bread, but I like it. I come out of there feeling like I just polished my teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely trying to definitely trying to get him to to stay up on that because I I want him to avoid cavities and all that kind of shit for definitely. That's what I went through and what got me to where I'm at now. Yeah. Oh, the cavities. Have you ever had a root canal or anything like? I that? had three root canals. When, there was a time period where I didn't go to the dentist for I don't know a decade. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember <laughs> when you first started going back to the dentist? You remember? Yeah, I remember. And (laughs) you had all kinds of visits. Yeah, well, I didn't get a root canal then. Actually, I got something done. I think I did get one root canal actually. But when I when I was younger, I got two, and then that one, and that was my third one. And it's because I hadn't gone in so long. And ever since then, I've been religious with the dentist. Like my dentist knows everything. Like my well, it's the dentist and it's the 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 people who do the cleanings on the same place. Well, anytime my son is bitching about. (laughs) brushing his teeth or anything my wife would just say do you want your teeth uh do you want those teeth to look like daddy's teeth look oh shit know, look, look, look at the look at the back of daddy's mouth because <laughs> i had you know when i was a kid growing up i for whatever reason i had cavities so just looking like blazing hip-hop and r&b back there <laughs> yeah. so what you get you got the the metal mouth in the back yeah i got the old the old school the silver joints uh-huh now they got now they got the clear joints like i had a couple fillings that were clear that was all right but the metal mouth shit, ooh wee. Yeah, just, just, wear, one of those. just wears away year after year. After year. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the porcelain, uh, what's it called, crowns? After yeah. they do the root canals, I had to get those joints. Those are gorgeous, but not the not the full on like grills that people be getting out there with the brand new fake smiles. Nah, that's too much, bro. Um, <clears throat> so my daughter, my youngest. Like I mentioned, she's three. She has, we've been having this battle. So she goes to daycare twice a week. And I mentioned this before to you guys. At first, it was great. Like the first, I'd say, couple of weeks or so. And then things turned for the worse. She was like kicking and screaming, not wanting to go. And we're like, all right, what's going on? Like, is the school fucked up? Like, what's the situation? Trying to really understand whether it's, her just having a difficult time detaching from being at home with mom all the time or if something's going on. So we're digging. We have a a neighbor that also sends their kid there and we're having conversation just to understand how things are going, talking to the teachers, everything checks out. Everything seems fine. Even when we ask our daughter, she's like, yeah, no, they treat me great. And then we're like, so why don't you want to go? Because I don't like that school. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, literally, it's the physical building that she says, quote unquote, that she doesn't like. So uh, the video, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I sent you guys a video earlier today. And that's her and my wife having a conversation because she goes to a daycare in the middle of the week. And we're approaching that. So she's she she remembers that my wife is going to work tomorrow. And then she just starts crying, crying, crying. And then my wife's like, yo, what's up? And she's like, I don't, 
She like she named the teacher. She's like, I only want to go to Mr. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, she doesn't give a fuck. All the teachers are fine. She pretends like, you know, there's an issue with a particular teacher. Like she's coming up with all this shit. And she's like having this cryathon. And now we're back to like the bad. Cause like it was bad, it was good, bad. Now it's it turned up again and now it's going back to, to shit. So oh, she, you want me to play it? You want me to play it for you? Yeah, play it, play. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, Mr. Isaac is with you after school. Well, I don't want to be with him after school. I want to be with him right now. <laughs> yeah, of course. When you're not dealing with this shit, it's adorable. <laughs> so, so the first thing I, I caught on that, I was like, when my wife said this to me, she was like, I've decided that I want to go. I was like, you've decided? Who the fuck are you to be deciding shit? But yeah, so this is, and this is like out of nowhere. Like, she'll be completely fine for a second, then the thought hits her head, and then this shit ensues. And it's like ball and tears. So I bring all that up, Kay, to ask you, like, did you have these moments? Like, how were you able to cope? Yeah. Teach me, sensei. Um, actually, uh, we had a really, the second year of preschool, we had a really rough go at it. I mean, it, it was almost every time I dropped him off, I had to take, you know, I walk him in and then when it would be time to leave, he'd grab onto my leg or grab onto me and start tearing up and crying and wouldn't want to let me go. You know, I'd had to get enlist a couple of the teachers and they'd have to kind of pull him off of me and talk him down. And, you know, I'd look back and he's crying. He's crying. That's got a heart wrenching, man. That's the worst. Man, man, it was tough. It was, that was, that was hard. Um, you know, just look back and, and then, and then I would get a text from one of the teachers, maybe 10 minutes later, like he's fine now, you know, he's totally, <laughs> he's totally yeah. good, but it was every, it was every morning. And this, this went on for a couple months and this was just like without fail every morning, you know, it, we'd like pump him up. We'd get on the drive to school. Yeah. Everything's yeah. cool. You know, he's, he's hype. Everything is cool. And then as soon as we get there, we start walking in, you know, I can see the, tears welling up in his eyes and he's getting in a funky mood and i'm like ah damn get in there and i'm trying to figure out when the time to break out is and then you know it was just luckily we had some good teachers who they really liked him and you know they they wanted to work on the separation anxiety portion of it Mm -hmm. with him um but yeah that that's tough and also you just really don't know where it's coming from that's the, like, that's the thing, because if we can pinpoint it, it's easier, but we don't fucking know. Yeah, you don't know if it's like, or they have, you know, is she having a problem with some of the kids? She doesn't like the kids, you know, is there something else that's that's going on? You just don't, you don't know. And that's kind of, that's the troubling port, portion of it all. But even now, like when my son would be like, ah, I really don't want to go to school today. And then I'm thinking, all right, well, what is the what is the real underlying factor for that statement? Is it because you just want to chill at home or is there really something else that's 
been that, that's like bottled up that's brewing that we don't even know about. Yeah, you you become a psychologist almost like in a, in a moment's notice. Yeah. The thing with my daughter though is like, I, and I think we would take it really seriously if she did come back with something that pointed in that direction of you know the teachers misbehaving or you know not doing what they're supposed to or or other students her having an issue but everything every every time consistently she has no issue with the teachers she has no issue with the classmates so yeah. i and and i've been in the classroom i kind of see the dynamic like when she walks in the door the class goes nuts like they love her in her classroom so and she, you know kids love attention so i'm like i know you get this every day like why wouldn't this be the the thing that kind of motivates you to come and it's just to, tomorrow we're going to see how shit goes. I guess really it boils down to it pretty much sucks to just leave the crib. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether you're a kid or adult or whatever, right. you know, you like to stay home. And so obviously, especially with kids, if you know, if they're, if they're comfortable, why the fuck do I got to go to school? Yeah. Like, why do I got to, why do I got to go somewhere the else? Day like, seems to them. Remember we yeah. talked about this before. Like, yeah, for us, it's like, ah, oh, you'll be out of here in no time. But for them, that day is like a week. Yeah. It's eternity. Know? And now that yeah. the that the sun goes down so much earlier here, like she sees that's another thing actually. So she'll see the kids in her class, like you know, parents come pick them up earlier, whatever, and then the numbers diminish quite substantially, and she's, she feels like the last one there, you know. Yeah, that used yeah. to scare me when I was a kid, dude. Yeah, I mean we're we've been blessed that we were able, you know, we've been able up up until now to any of his school stuff, you know, we're we're bringing him home when school is over where there's all, a lot of the other kids, um, you know, they're there till six o'clock or whatever doing five, six o'clock. Uh, cause they, you know, the parents are all out of the, you know, in yeah. office or can't, you know, so it's like, there's those after school programs at the school and that's a long, that's a long day, especially for some of the, the younger kids. Yeah. I used to see a lot of his friends like last year in kindergarten when school would end, um, you know, they're kicking and screaming and crying because they don't, you know, they're like, all right, school's over, but then they have to get into the after school yeah. program line and then do all that shit. And, you know, they're all upset about that. Sucks. They got detention. Long. It's a long day. <laughs> Pre me <preemie> detention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. How long is her day? Take care. It's. 8.30 to 5.30. Oof. Yeah, it's long. It's long, man. Yeah. Whatever. She's just going to have to fucking deal with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have any options here. <laughs> All right, guys. Stuff well, to look forward to. Yeah. Uh -huh. I can't wait. I can't wait till. Not, not that I wish this on you, but I can't wait to hear how your shit unfolds. EFA. And then with and with the the little brother in hand, yeah, that's gonna be fun. T today we got to hear the heart for the first time. Oh man, was that any different than the first time? Like with with your daughter? It, it, well, it was in the fact that I was in almost pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of all the doctor visits last time, and this time around, uh, usually to make things easier, I'll stay with our daughter while she goes to the doctor. Uh, okay. Because these visits, we're going to a different uh, office now, doctor's office, and they kind of tend to, like, make us wait, make, you know, for too long. 
Yeah. And our our daughter goes, you know, gets a little crazy and stuff. And it just doesn't make sense. It's just stress for, for my girl that she doesn't need while she's at the doctor's office. Are you guys going to plan to go down the same route as far as the the birth? Man, you know, we're in a weird... We went to, we're in a place right now that has that option that we, that she found. Um, and it has one of the midwives from the other place we were at, mm. but it's a set up a little bit differently. It's more of like a, hate to say this, but like a pregnancy factory. The other one was, was more like boutique. Like you went and it was like, I like only like three or four people that were going there at a time, you know? And it was like, they had two rooms two like, you know, rooms to give birth. And then they had like two or three rotating midwives and everybody knew everybody it was like a family we're here it's just like you go there's like full you know and they have like all kinds of staff and all kinds of people so i mean i don't know and then they're building on on the second there's one floor and then on the second floor they're building the whole like uh birthing center in this place and it'll be done by the time that we're you know we're gonna get but, but yeah but we're we're on the fence of whether we're gonna go that route or just straight just go to uh, just go to a good hospital and because we ended up in the hospital last time anyways. Right. And it wasn't a terrible experience because the midwife that was, you know, followed us there and she, you know, she took care of us and made sure that, that things worked out. And so, I don't know. We, we haven't decided on that yet. I Right now, I'm just make you know, just wanting everything to be, you know, the baby to be healthy. And, yeah. But definitely feel the... I already feel the the more pressure and stress off of ha- you know this you know having a, a second child on the way and trying to prepare and do you know get everything ready. Talking about pressure and stress, Manny. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, come on, you gotta explain. You you unloaded on your fellow fellow fatherhood. <laughs> Yo, man, it's you're uh having a, you're having a morning. How do I summarize my my few last few weeks? So we we talk about it the unorthodox jobs or careers that we kind of decided to get into. Right, comes with it's, it's you know I'm finding more and more it's, there's a trade off right. So there's yes you get to do things differently than a lot of people, but at the <laughs> same time there's a lot of uh, uncertainty in how. You can make money, where you're going to be, how often, all that good stuff. So that's one aspect of it. But, um, you know, this this job that I was working at or that I'm working at, it's a, it's an awesome vibe where I'm at. Um, culture's dope. Like all these things that are really popping. But the fit for what I do, what I'm able to do, and what they need is not the right fit. And so I, I approached them and I was like, listen, man, I really appreciate the opportunity. I know, you know, the person that brought me in, I was like, yo, you stuck your neck out for me. And I really, you know, there's there's not enough words for me to express how grateful I am for you to put your neck out on the line like that. But I was like, yo, look, man, like the things you guys need, it's not me. Like I'm not, I'm not the person that's going to be able to do the job that you guys need at this moment in time. And, you know, it was hard for me to just come out and say, but it I I value relationships way more than I value the dollar at the end of the day. Right. And so some scumbag could have probably tried to coast through the shit and, you know, fake it till they made it. But for me, like, I, you know, the company's in a great spot and I don't want to be a detriment to their progress. Right. And so that, you know, building up to that moment, there was a lot of, like, stress just trying to figure shit out and really do a good job. But 
finally coming to the conclusion. I was like, look, I'm trying everything. It's not sinking in. I'm not the right guy. So getting to that point was kind of its own stressful journey. But then today it was just like, you know, a culmination of different things. Like, you know, the the work-life balance hasn't been great as I'm trying to navigate through this. So I haven't seen my kids and, you know, gone through the routine with them. Even over the weekend, like it was nonstop work on some other shit that I'm doing. So the last, like, I'd say five days or so has just been jam-packed with, like, no time for shit. So so this morning, EFN's, like, giving me shit. And I'm like, yo, bro, the jokes for today, not, no go. <laughs> and But it's funny, after that, things started to get better. So me letting you have it a little bit, I think, I think helped. <laughs> I was going to clap back, but I was like, you know what? Because I was going to just be like, I'm still going to clown. I know. And I make was, it worse. I was expecting that. I was expecting But then that. I was like, you know what? On, on some real shit? I was going to be like, he probably feels how I feel a lot of the time. I, I thought about that. I actually, you know, because I know that. that you've had like more traditional career jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Kay, maybe less. Yeah. And it is stressful when you're in, in working in those environments. Um, and just, and yeah, like you said, it's just, so I was just like, you know what? Let me let it go because I get it. <laughs> I, I, I totally thought about you in that, in that same regard. I was like, yo, this is. Him hearing me say some shit about this is like, well, all right, bro. I've been doing this for years. No, I know how it goes. What I also consider for you that I know is is, is stressful is the commute. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's like I, I, I was like, I was thinking about that alone would fucking stress me. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's also you also have three kids, so there's yeah. you know there's it's the time. It's you know you've got you've got job stuff. You've got all the other things that you got your hands in. Plus you've got three kids to devote time to. And no, it's, yeah, so every, I get, I get it. I get it. It's a lot to, it's a lot to weird. try to divvy up. Yeah. It's crazy. Not, but, uh, that's the Lord savior. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have an atheist in the crew, you know? <laughs> nah, but you know, and it's, it's hard to talk about those things. Cause like, you you say these things to call it the, the person with the traditional job or even just your boys, right? The first thing out of their mouth is like, yo, man, stop being a bitch, bro. Like, blah, blah. But because you don't want to, like, what we're, this conversation we're having now, I wouldn't get that deep with most people. I wouldn't kind of explain, like, yo, the time away from my kids and, yeah, you know, because a lot of times it's like, yo, people got their own shit. What, my shit compared to your shit, everybody processes and deals with shit differently. So, like, I don't like necessarily like to bother people with it, but at the same time, I'm finding the older I get, the more necessary it is to actually let it out, right? And and ha- and try to find people that you can have that conversation with, because you know we're in the age of everything leads to some sort of mental health potential issue, or there's such an emphasis on it. Like yo, I'm like, yeah, I should fucking talk about it because I do feel better. Like after, like I said, after we had like that exchange in text shit kind of just the weight started to sink and feel less so. And so, I, I don't know, just think and, it's important. And also, and for anybody listening for the whole, like, aspect of the grass is greener on the other side, there's pros and cons to to both lifestyles in terms of, like, work lifestyles. The the having a regular 9 to 5 or job like that or doing, you know, different things in the world that you love, let's just say, where you're kind of, like, independent and and doing your own stuff. Like the pro on, on a regular nine to five is at least, you know, your schedule, 
and you know that you could work around that schedule to do stuff with your family. Um, the con is that you have a, a schedule that you can't, it's very, like, it's not flexible. And the other side of the coin is that you might have more time to do stuff with your family, but then it's more of an irregular um, yeah. lifestyle, irregular schedule, any regular uh, revenue stream. Mm-hmm. And as much as people like, you know, and we might have aspiring artists and producers and entrepreneurs out there listening, it, it's as good as it might seem like a, an artist that you follow or, or, or a podcast that you listen to and you might think, oh, man, those guys have it made. Um, they haven't made until they don't. Yeah. And if they have, if, if you're not, you know, and it's not the regular type of job where you get your 401k and you have insurance, you have all this other stuff. So if you don't, if you're not set up for when that, that thing ends because those, you know, these things come in waves. Um, then, you know, you're, you're, it's up to, it's next to be creative to figure out how you're going to, your next hustle is going to be. But go, going back to, um, what you said, Manny, about, it being busy and you hadn't seen your kids in a couple, you know, doing the regular kind of stuff that you do with them or the regular routines, like knowing that kind of, knowing that kind of stuff is important too. I think yeah. like the older we get and the more, at least the more focused we are on what our priorities are and what's important and like how to arrange your time so that the important stuff gets done. Like that's, that's super beneficial. I think to, for people to think about, I mean, even for myself, like I, I had a pretty busy week last week with lots of stuff going on. And there was uh, quite a few evenings that, that I wasn't around for the normal, you know, dinner time or any of that, you know, just the kind of normal interaction that my son is is used to. Um, and, you know, that that took it in through the weekend. There was a bunch of stuff going on that I had to take care of as well. And, you know, at one point, you know, I had seen my son in the morning and told him, like, you know, you know, I'm going to be back for dinner tonight. Don't worry. I'm, you know, we're, we're going to hang out. And so, you know, you get in these situations and then people might try to clown you like, oh, you're being old. Why are you trying? You know, why are you dipping so early, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I promised my son I'd be back for dinner. So no, that means the world that that's what's going on. And it's, and especially I look at these younger years, too. Um, you know, we're not going to get these years back with yeah. them. And especially in these times where they really want to hang out with you and they want to uh, and they want to see you and, and be with you, like the more that, that I can make that happen and, you know, accommodate my schedule to take advantage of that. Uh, I, that's a good thing in my mind. I, I, I agree. I don't I can't find a better way for us to end the episode. I think that was perfect. So Shazam. Peace. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shine your light. Later.